Bokar Tov, we are doing the second psalm, the second Mizmor, the second song of Tehillim. Yesterday we did the first song of Tehillim. And what was the song about? The song was about the fact that the tzaddik should cling to the Torah and stay away from the wicked and he will become, uh, he will have the Biracha. Now, the second psalm, which again, as we said, there's a Gemara and Birachot that says that it's part of the same uh, part of the same idea, part of the same mizmor, technically, uh, is going to speak about a king who is kind of going to be speaking to the goyim. Okay, this king is going to be speaking to the goyim, and the goyim are going to be wanting to rebel, and the king is going to say, "Why are you trying to rebel? I am already chosen by God." Okay. Now the question is, who is this king? And, and there are going to be two opinions. One is that it's referring to David and Melech, because in David and Shlomo's time, Bnei Israel had the most dominance that they ever had at any point. Amongst, or, amongst all the nations as well. Or it's referring, to, it's referring to a future time, the Melech HaMashiach, mm. which is what other commentators say. Now, when you read the Perak of Tehillim, for me, it seems very much like kind of it seems like the situation Israel is in today, where all of the goyim are looking to Israel and they're saying, we don't want Israel, we don't want Israel. And then look to the Mizmor to see what the proper response of Israel is. And then we could use it to try to analyze what's going on in the world today because I think there is some beautiful uh, parallels, okay? So the Psalm begins, the Mizmor begins. And by the way, this Mizmor has no introduction. Okay? So it doesn't say Ashrei Ha'ish or Mizmor yeah. Le-David or Lam Natsayach Le-David. None of the introductory words of Tehillim none of the introductory words of Tehillim are used at the beginning, which may be another reason why they put it together, they put it together with the first one. It's a continuation. Okay? So, why do the nations rage and the peoples speak or think in vain? Okay? So, uh, they're, they're, we're, let's read a little bit more to see what they're, what they're gathering, yes. what they're speaking in vain about. The kings of the earth, they stand. And the rulers gather together. They gather together against Hashem and against His anointed one. Okay? So they're gathering together. And they're meditating in vain, and they're saying, Let us snap off their chains, their chains that they're binding us with, that Bnei Israel is binding us with. And we'll send off from them their bonds, what they're, uh, what they're tying us down with. I don't know. See, so you're, so, you're, so, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, what, so the the peshat is that there's some level of there's some level of control that Am Israel has over the nations, or maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's just imagined. Like, what do the anti-Semites in Europe have to complain about? Is why are they calling us apartheid? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing today. They think that the Jews control the world and they run the world. Yeah. So so it's maybe you could yeah. even say. You could even say that all, even, even this complaint here is an imagined excuse. But let's say it's not even imagined and it's referring to some... It could also be not imagined, it's referring to the fact that 
we uh, have we do have some level of control over over Gaza. I mean, how, we do control. We're very very particular about their access to to, to you know Anywhere aircraft. In the world, you know? when they burn a f- uh, American flag, whatever it is, they yeah, burn an Israeli yeah. flag with it. What? How right, does right. have to do with it? Why are they throwing? So the so you see what the nations. So what is this? So if you look at this perk of Tilim, they are gathering against God and against His chosen one, or you could maybe even say His chosen people. Okay, but I want to go back to the first pasuk. I think it's against. Wait, God. Get, let me go back to the first pasuk. Why do the nations they rage? Now, do you have any of you have another translation of rageshu goim? So rageshu could also mean to gather. Why do they yes. gather against? Now, what would be the relationship between gathering? And rage because regesh even today means like emotion, like Good. intense emotion. Rigshi, somebody who's rigshi. So, so what what is the the relationship between the serious emotions of fury and the gathering of crowds? And what's the answer, Daniel? The answer is that you see the most fury, and you'll see the most intense emotion when you gather a bunch of people together. It's called the madness of crowds. Because they, 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 one one pulls the other one up. So, Everybody so in he, Hebrew, Hebrew, yes, which is a brilliant running, Hebrew, yes. which is a b- brilliant language, has the the idea of anger, and the idea of a large gathering of a mob all tied up in the same word of rageshu. You see that because rageshu could mean gather together, but could also mean to be angry. And that's because you find people that they're angriest when they feed off each other in a mob and in a crowd and in a thing like that. So that's a very brilliant uh, point about the Hebrew there. Yoshev Bashamai Mitzchak. Now all these people are saying, we're going to rid ourselves of the dominance of Hashem and the dominance of His people. But then, the one who sits in the heavens, he laughs. Adonai aglamo, And he will scorn them and ridicule them. Now, what's interesting is that they were in the second pasuk. They are standing up against God. And now you would expect that if God wants to, you know, come back, come back at them, he's going to stand. He's going to stand as well. Somebody stands up against me and wants to fight, so I have to stand to fight him back. But what is God doing? He's the sitter in the heavens. Uh, what are you, he's not gonna. He's not gonna stand up. Just like, this is the opinion of Ibn Ezra. He's a very idea, nice idea. He just sits there and laughs at them. He's not gonna stand up. If the person who's standing up to fight you is a two-year-old, you're not going to stand up to take him on. Right. Pasuk 5. Then he will speak to them in his fury. And in his anger, he will frighten them. And what is God going to say? He says, I have anointed my king on Sion, on my holy mountain. You goyim, you want to get rid of Israel, you want to get rid of David HaMelech, or you want to get rid of the Mashiach, or you want to get rid of the apartheid state. This apartheid state, quote-unquote, is my, my, the chosen one that I've anointed. And I've chosen them on my holy mountain. In my holy. In so my now, holy, holy, the author of this Mizmor, let's say it's David HaMelech, because we'll try, typically stick to that understanding of the, of, of the this thing. This is the reason they want Jerusalem, is because of this. In, on my holy, on my so, holy mountain. Right. So, so pasuk seven, adonai, uh, The mizmor sayer now says, "Let me tell you a rule. Let me tell you the decree." Mm-hmm. Adonai God said to me, "You are my son." And today, I it's like today I gave birth to you. You know, it's like <laughs> you are my newborn child that I want to protect. Protect. Oh, and he, what else did God tell me? He said, ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance. And your portion will be to the ends of the earth. 
And therefore, because you are my chosen one, and anything you ask of me, I will do. Obviously, so long as Bnei Israel is good. Sure, okay? yeah, but but they have the protection of God, and God has a direct relationship with them. Therefore, God now tells us that if you want, you can smash them with an iron rod. You can shatter them like a potter's vessel. Now, another interesting idea. I think this is also the Ibn Ezra. What did we say the Goyim are doing? They are gathering together, together and standing against God. Yes. And what does God tell us we can then do? We can <clears throat> break them. You will break them and you will like scatter them. Tinapitsim. You will like smash them like a vessel where all the pieces go to. Small pieces all over. All over the place. You can rebuild it. So, <laughs> so you can, you can uh, eradicate them. Going back to the Shalmini, it's not going back to is it basic thing? Like, just ask me, and like, at a snap of a finger, I'll, I'll hand them over to you? Yes. Is that, is that what he's saying? <laughs> Which pasuk are you on? The previous pasuk. Uh, yes. No, I don't know if that's the way Borei Olam works. But, but what, he, what he's saying is, he's if, saying the goyim, easily, if the Goyim, meaning if the Goyim think they're going to stand up against God and against His people, now we then turn to God and God says, ask me and I'll give them as your portion. Now, does that mean you, you know, just overnight they'll just come and bow their heads to us and, and offer themselves up as slaves? No, I think it means through the natural course of things. But ultimately what it's saying is that they will not succeed because they're, coming, they're going against God's people who have been chosen by God. Okay? The whole point of this Mizmor is to say that the Goyim who wish to decry the rulership or the, the leadership position that Israel or the Mashiach or King David or the representative of Israel has in the world, those Goyim don't realize that they're not contending against just, just a regular person. They're contending against the people that are chosen by God, who have direct access to God and have preferential treatment. That's what the Mizmor is talking about. is a reference to, like, pray to me, Yeah, yeah. As long, and that's a, I think that's the key idea here, is that, uh, of course, this pro- added protection that we get from being God's people is dependent on if we actually have a relationship with God, so that we're asking Him for things. You'll smash them and scatter those people who are standing in a crowd. You know, like a, you throw like a smoke bomb in a crowd and everybody scatters. So the same way you take a potter's vessel and you smash it, that crowd, that mob that gathered against you is going to be scattered. And now the author of the Mizmor turns around to the kings, the leaders of these people. And he says, now be wise. And accept admonishment. Shofte Aretz, you judges of the world, you leaders. Because at the end of the day, the, 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 mobs, the mobs are all gathering, but who's encouraging them? The people, the, the people that encourage the, the mobs are people like the people at the UN or <laughs> some of our progressive friends in, around the world and various governments who encourage this, this foolish talk about apartheid and things like that. Serve God with fear. And rejoice with, with trembling. trembling. Okay, it's very, very interesting pasuk. Wow. Serve God with fear and rejoice with trembling. So what does that mean? So the Peshat is that it's speaking to the nations of the world and saying, if you want to make the proper decision, don't, be, don't come and, and fight against God. No. Really serve Him with joy. Yes. And even when you're rejoicing, you know, beforehand, when you, would you rejoice over success in defeating Israel or something right. like that? Now, when you rejoice, do it with some humility, rejoice with fear, with a little bit of fear in your heart. And that, there's actually an interesting uh, uh, 
source, there's a Tosafot actually that says that this, I think it's in Birachot, I, found, I, I didn't find, one of the commentaries brought it down. There's a Tosafot that says this is actually the source for why you break the glass at a at wedding. The, at the wedding. Because it says, Vigilu bir'ada. And this, in, in the Peshad, is speaking to the Goim. But you could see this Pasuk as speaking to anybody and saying, in times of your joy, there should be a little bit of, of fear. Of there should yes. be, a, yeah, in times of your highest joy, you, you should, should, a little bit of fear and, uh, and bringing yourself down to earth as part of that, as part of that wow. rejoicing. Okay? But in the Peshat, who is it referring to? Is it referring to Jews at a wedding? No, that's no, not the Peshat. No, it's, the it's, Peshat it's, is referring it's, it's, to the, the Goyim. The or, exactly. yes, uh, Good. Finally, last Pasuk is a little bit vague. But, Nashikuvar pen ye'enaf v'tov duderech. Now, what does Nashikuvar mean? That's a difficult one. So, Nashikuvar can mean two things. One, it could mean kiss the son. Because we said, who is the son of God? The, the, the anointed one. Yeah, the anointed one is the son of God. Okay, so kiss the son. Or, Nashiku could come from the word... Like cheshek, which means yeah. desire. desire. And bar could mean purity. So it could mean desire, purity. Worship in purity. Worship in purity, okay. So, so bar could, mean, could also mean purity. So, so it could mean kiss the sun or worship in purity. Whatever it is, it means clean up your ways. Pen ye enough, lest God be angry. And you lose your way. Because his anger could burn very slightly and that will be obviously the end of you if his if his anger burns suddenly against you and therefore and praiseworthy are those who rely on god okay so that's the end of the mizmor uh it's a it's a mizmor that has we said that this tilim is typically more of a personal thing but this yeah, is one of the rare or the rare mizmorim the rare mizmorim that has a national <laughs> element national. that talks about the fact that the goyim they're, they'll want to go against Bnei Israel, but all of that will always, always be done with futility. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. 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 Amen.